Hello, and welcome to the Treasures of Truth podcast with Dr. Jeremy Simpson of the Thanks to Calvary Baptist Church in Elkin, North Carolina. We hope that you enjoy the podcast today as we search together in the precious Word of God. Welcome to the Treasures of Truth podcast. Brother Jeremy here. I want to go to the book of Acts today. There's a verse of scripture here and uh, may get to another passage as well on the podcast today. Acts chapter 17, verse 16. Before we go forward, let me say thank you for listening to the podcast. We've got folks all over America and all over the world uh, that are listening, and I'm so thankful how it's growing. And uh, it's just amazing, different ones that I hear. And uh, share it. Share it with your friends and your neighbors, your church folk. And say, man, you ought to check out Treasures of Truth podcast. He don't waste any time. He just goes right to the Word of God. And here I am wasting time saying thank you. But it's not a waste of time to say thank you. But um, I do go right to the Word of God as soon as we start. 10 to 15 minutes a day. Just a good shot in the arm to encourage you to be salt and light in this world. Acts chapter 17, verse number 16. Here's what the Bible says. Now listen to these words. Now, while Paul waited for them at Athens, his spirit was stirred in him when he saw the city wholly, meaning completely entirely, given to idolatry. His spirit was stirred in him when he saw. I want to deal with this subject. Stirred by what we see. Stirred by what we see. I think we can... Uh, we can think on that in a carnal way for just a second, in a fleshly way, in a worldly way. Uh, you can be sitting watching a TV show, not have one thought about food, and all of a sudden, here comes a commercial with some hamburger or some juicy ribeye or some uh, endless shrimp at Red Lobster, and all of a sudden, you get an ache in your stomach. Why? Because you are stirred by what you see. Advertise, advertisers know this, and so that's why they promote that. We're stirred by what we see. Now, in this passage, Paul has visited Macedonia. Uh, he's been persecuted from city after city, uh, beginning in Philippi, where he and Silas were beaten and thrown into prison. And uh, from there, Paul and his company go to Thessalonica, and they're driven away there by opposition. They were mistreated in Berea, and the disciples had Paul transported to Athens. So that's where you come to right here. In Athens, Paul get, gets there before Silas and Timothy join him. And the Bible says while he was there and waited, and it doesn't say how long he waited. could have been a day, could have been a week, could have been a month. I don't know. But while he waited for them at Athens, his spirit was stirred. He saw the city given over to idolatry. Now, you got to understand and know that the Greeks uh, there in Athens were very idolatrous people. They had idolatrous worship. And Paul was moved when he saw the spiritual blindness and the spiritual bondage of the Athenian people. He was stirred by what, we, what he saw. And we need to be stirred by what we see. You know, the amazing thing about the Apostle Paul is wherever Paul went, he seemed to get a burden for the people 
that he was ministering to. I can testify to that. And I'm no Apostle Paul by any stretch. But I, I'm amazed at how many times I have surrendered to the mission field. Uh, I have pastored for 26 years. And over the 26 years that I've pastored, uh, God has been gracious and given me opportunity to go overseas and preach in different countries. I've preached in India and I've preached in Germany and uh, South America, Mexico, Canada, a lot of the islands down to the Caribbean I've preached. I really feel led of the Lord to go to as a missionary to the Caribbean islands. We won't talk about that. That's kind of carnal. <laughs> Every time I go down there and see that crystal clear water, uh, I'm like, Lord, don't you think these church needs to be started right here? <laughs> then I find out that the Bahamas is about 85% Baptist, and I'm like, well, they've got a good Baptist and met some preachers down there. Anyhow, uh, that's besides the point. But I have surrendered. I just left um, the Six Nations Indian Reservation in Ontario, Canada, just a few days ago. I preached up there for four nights, some of the most precious people you'll ever find. And, uh, man, i had been there many times before. And right now they're without a pastor. Their pastor has come down with Parkinson's disease, and He's such a great man of God, and he did a great work there for 30, 35 years. And while I was there, uh, even though I'm so happy and so thrilled about being the pastor, thanks to Calvary Baptist Church, there was a burden on my heart that these people need a shepherd. These people need a pastor. These folks need a leader. And uh, to the point that I was like, God, I'd move to Canada if you want me to. And of course, God said, "No, you're right where you want, where you need to be." But I think that's a good thing uh, to to carry the burden of what you see. And you know, too many times in our Christian life, we are so selfish and self centered, only thinking about ourselves, only thinking about our own family, only thinking about our own church, that we don't get stirred by what is around us. And most of us would agree that we need more compassion and we need more concern and we need a greater burden for what's going on around us. People are just as blind and as lost in our day as they were in the days of Christ and Paul. And most people, if they have any religion at all, uh, they're deceived and, and maybe hoping in something that's other than the true gospel of Jesus Christ and genuine salvation. There's a lot of religion. But religion just leaves you cold and lifeless. But salvation, man, there's liberty. And you know there's people that are worshiping uh, gods other than the God of this Bible. It might not be a statue of stone. It might not be a statue of wood. Uh, there, are, there are those. But even those that have a Baptist heritage and a Bible preaching heritage, uh, they're, they're caught up with idolatry in this world. I'm sitting here right now on my desk, there's this uh, item that is about three inches wide and about six inches long, and uh, probably not six inches long, about five inches long. It's a cell phone. And uh, man, it's a great tool to use. But don't you realize and don't you know, like I do, that that has become an idol? Uh, people spend more time on their cell phone than they do in the Word of God, they spend more time on social media than they do praying. Uh, television is is an idol of our day. Uh, the things of this world, cars and 
four-wheelers and boats and campers and all that stuff is fine as long as it has its proper place. But we've got people that are just absolutely engulfed in idolatry. Most of their idols, most of the idols of this generation is just our own flesh, serving our own flesh. God is our belly. And they're content with their spiritual condition. They're not realizing their religion is vain. And we need to see them as they are, lost, undone, on their way to hell. I just recently got a call from someone who, a tragedy, someone had died, and and the family's not saved. In fact, the family doesn't care anything about church and actually kind of staunch against church. And it's sad because that idol has taken that person to hell by their own testimony. And we don't always see people the way a caring missionary like Paul saw them. Too many times we're busy. Too many times we're distracted. Too many times we fail to see the people the way we should. We see them as people, but not as lost people. We see them as folks in the world, but we don't see them as folks that are going to be in hell someday. And because we do not see them in their true spiritual condition, we're not stirred in our spirit or burdened in our hearts. Even as people serve God in various ministries, we might do it with, without a genuine compassion. Too many times our ministry is just a job. Too many times our pastoring is just, you know, it's just what we do. Man, I pray every day, God, make me more compassionate today than I was yesterday. God, give me more of a burden for people today than I had yesterday. We need a greater concern for those that are unsaved around us. Because our primary purpose, the primary purpose of our life, you listen to this, the primary purpose of your life as a child of God is to preach the message of salvation and influence other folks around you heavenward. In our personal lives, we need to be more conscious of the peril and the danger of those we see and know. In our churches, we need God to stir us in a greater way for the purpose of warning others and winning others to the Savior. The word stir, or the word stirred here, it means sharpness like the blade of a knife sharpness like the blade of a knife. It means when he looked around and saw the idolatry of Athens and the people taken by it, it cut him to the heart. It literally means exasperated and provoked to the highest degree. This is not just a flash of emotion after a great sermon your pastor preached. This is not just a moment of concern where you go to the altar and you pray a three-minute prayer and you get up unchanged. No, Paul's soul was troubled. He was grieved in his heart. His heart was hot. His heart was burning on fire because he was stirred by what he saw. And I want to go further into this, and I'm going to go into another passage on the next podcast are talking about being stirred by what we see. And I hope it'll challenge me, and I hope it'll challenge you as we listen. And I share this. I hope it'll challenge us to get out and go win souls. I've got a dear man in our church. Uh, I've got a lot of dear folk in our church. Uh, but God has set this fellow on fire. And uh, 
He'd never been a soul winner till just a few years ago. Uh, Brother Jeff Snow. And Brother Jeff doesn't get to come to church uh, Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night. Uh, Brother Jeff provides for his family by being a long-haul truck driver. And he goes all over America. He goes sometimes uh, into other countries, Canada and Mexico, he has in the past. And I got a call last night, last night, uh, before I, at the recording of this podcast, last night I got a call uh, or, or text message. Preacher, do you know a church and such and such? And uh, where he was at, uh, and it's about six or seven hours away from here, he is driving a truck. Last night at 9 o'clock, he was wanting a church, a good Bible-believing, Bible-preaching church, because he had won a 20-year-old young lady to the Lord. That, my friend, is what it is to be stirred by what you see. And I love it. There's no greater text or call that a pastor can get than to hear someone say, I just led someone to the Lord and uh, they need a church home. And so I begin to research. And in about 10 minutes, I sent him. I said, right, here's a church in that town that believes right, does right, and uh, was able to give that to him. And he was able to give that young lady. Isn't that awesome? Y'all, that's what, it, that's what the Christian life is about. We need to be stirred by what we see. And today you're going out. Uh, you're going out in the world, and you're going to see a lot of things. But make sure you see it from spiritual lenses. Make sure you see it from the lens of the Word of God and get stirred in your heart, cut in your heart, and be salt and light. The world is dirty and dark. It needs purifying. It needs illuminating. You're the salt of the earth. You're the light of the world. If you're listening to this in the evening, why don't you get a burden and say, God, stir me by what I see. And when I get up in the morning, help me to pray and read my Bible and get filled with the Holy Ghost and go out and make a difference. And be stirred by what you see. Until the next Treasures of Truth podcast. God bless you.